last time we met we explored that idea of the power of prayer through a unique angle instead of exploring it directly directly through exposing what prayer is all about we cited a strange example from the Bible do you remember Rivka? Rivka, Rivka, Rivka was Baslavon. Baslavon. You have no right to speak. Only people who attend regularly get this chustibu. Wait, that's the exact same thing in Hamashir. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. I think <laughs> that's, a lesson, that's a lesson from the Creator to you. And you take that lesson in your own way. Could go either way, Ari. It could go either way. So we learned a lesson in regard to... Rivka was Bas Lavan, sorry, Bas Basul, I beg your pardon, Bas Basul, Achois Lavan, Mipadan Aram. And Rashi says, Why all the bad Yichos? And Rashi answers, Because even though she was brought up where her parental example was Rishus, wickedness, and her sibling example was Rishus, wickedness, and her so social, societal example was Rishus, she managed to assert her own individuality and not to become like a sheep that follows the flock and says I have a way I have to be true to myself and to my creator and hence she went against her father her brother her place her city and said I don't have to pray to the common culture I don't have to do it just because everyone else is doing it I have to do what's right I have to do what's true and just because everyone else does it doesn't mean that I have to do it just because everyone else wants to get a high-profile corporate job doesn't mean it's the MS Feinberg so that was Rivka a truly great individual then it comes along to the to the scenario where they both are davening for she is barren for a child and they both put their heartfelt supplications before the creator of all worlds, the hero of all prayers. And the response is somewhat unequal. For the creator hearkens unto the prayers of Isaac and not unto those of Rebecca. And that famous French commentator Rashi comments on the spot and says, why? Why was it this element of favoritism exposed in the creators, creators hearkening unto their prayers and Rashi answers in a Rashi which we said was attempted to be lifted from the Chumash by the SPCBT Society of Prevention of Cruelty to Bale Chuva that this was a clear a clear a clear un-PC dicker comment that the reason why Isaac's prayers were heard was because he was from from birth he was a Tzadik ben Tzadik whereas Rivka who was a Baal Shiva, she was a Tzadikus Bas Rosha so her prayers were not heard we said where's the justice here we are giving up our lives sacrificing so 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 many stupid things <laughs> of trivial meaningless, meaninglessness to become and devote ourselves to a life of Torah and we feel so proud about it look at that eh I gave up I gave up so much nothingness to be out for meaning I'm just great aren't I aren't I amazing really I'm doing God such a big favor 
okay God surely there has to be some type of dispensation so when you come to Rashi like this you think I mean if anything the Baal Shiva should get preferential treatment after all do you know what I'm saying he gave it all up he gave up all that stuff so why is it that she listened the, the prayer was listened to by Yitzchak and not Rivka and we answered by saying that as great as Rivka was in forging her own derech in becoming the ultimate anti-sheep in not following the flock there was a added greatness to Avram Avinu which bore down onto his son Yitzchak and which would one would have thought would have molded Yitzchak's entirety and Yitzchak would have become a continuation of Avram Avinu in as much as Yitzchak would be a continuation of Midas HaChesed instead Yitzchak also in a more sophisticated way in a much deeper way find his own path in Avodah Hashem, that of Gvura, against everything his father did, and he's still true to himself and true to his Creator. That is a level of greatness which is unparalleled, and hence that is the reason why his prayers were heard above those of Rebecca. The question, however, still needs to be asked, surely, and this is how we ended off last time, for those few of you who, are, who were there and are still here, and we said, but surely listening to prayers is not based on the status of the prayer sayer, but on the sincerity of the prayer said. Surely, korov Hashem l'chol korov, l'chol close is the Creator to all those that call upon Him, that call upon Him in truth. Meaning, I would suggest that the level of prayers being heard is dependent on the sincerity of the prayer. If the prayer is deeply sincere, it will be heard before a prayer which is not as sincere. And the depth of sincerity and the, the, the way that the prayer comes is issued from the heart will define its, for want of a better word, pleasing nature to the Creator. So why is it that it's, got a, it's a status issue? What FFBs have got, to, they've got like, you know, they've got a passport into the Shari Shemaim and by the Chiva they have to get a visa? <laughs> what is that? Well, you could argue that Taka, they were born in the country. <laughs> we are foreigners. But Lachara makes no sense. Do you all hear the Kasha? So I think this Kasha is able to open up to us a t- totally new perspective of prayer. And we're going to present things in a rather harsh fashion, so don't be dis- disheartened, because of course, sometimes I do pre- present things rather starkly in order to prompt a person to question himself. So we'll present it in the following way. The Gemara says in Soita that, I'm going to try to keep my bo- voice to a monotone, so those of you who are starting to feel tired can slip off into gentle sleep. So the Gemara says in Soita <laughs> the following extremely boring idea. <laughs> it's the kind of idea that we want to make you actually, even those of you who are feeling vigorous, start to feel the weakness in your limbs and the heaviness of your eyelids. <laughs> the Gemara in Soita says, <laughs> any person that gets angry 
A person that gets angry it's as if he's worshipped idols. Now clearly the Gomorrah's comparison is not random. It doesn't mean to say a leg that being angry is bad because then it would have said being angry is bad finest of all fine bergs. <laughs> doesn't mean to say that being angry is rotten because then it would just say hare kolakwes halehu harehu rotten it means to say that <laughs> anger and avodazora have some type of equatability it's a new word there can be some comparison drawn between what a person who serves idols and the person come becomes angry and the truth is it's not that difficult to figure out what the comparison is it's rather simple the reason why a person a person worships idols is because he tries to appeal to spiritual forces to get what he needs out of life why would a person leave the worship of Hashem to worship idols because he wants things on his own terms so what he does is he wants wealth so he says to the, he goes to the the god of wealth I don't know what the god of wealth looks like I imagine it would be some little fat man adorned in jewels and <laughs> he say, he prostrates himself before it and of course it's purely representational and he somehow locks into the channel the spiritual channel of wealth in order to suck down so essentially what he wants to do is he wants to get what he wants he wants what he wants and he's using any mechanism he can to access the things he needs and the things he wants that's what a Vodazar is all about a Vodazar is I'll do this for you because I want this out of you. So ultimately it's self-serving. A Vodazara is service of self. A Vodazara is, I want this, you do it for me. Amen. <laughs> That's what a Vodazara is. I want this and you do it for me. Sorry, switch it off. So what is cast? What is anger? Same thing, isn't it? What what creates angry? Well, what anger is the fire of the explosion when what I want conflicts with the reality. I want everyone in the shed to be alert and awake. That's what I want. I want that. Now, in my mind, in order for my mind to be prone to anger, there has to be the following paradigm: because I want it, it will be. And anger occurs when. I want it and it's not so I say how dare they I want it don't you realize I'm God and what I want makes so obviously we don't <laughs> you don't <laughs> obviously I'm not but I don't think that I think I am so that's called a Vodazora you following me I want you to be all alert and interested in what I say and instead you are bored distracted yawning tired listless glum looking your eyes are glazed over I don't want that I want to see the the interest the 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 enthusiasm the the liveliness of quest for knowledge but I'm confronted with a, a room full of proper zombies <laughs> so now I could get angry I could jolly well get angry but if I realize that well, I can want to slap you in the face as long as I continue delivering a boring 
less less share so no one's going to show interest so whether i want it or not it ain't going to happen so anger is when my want collides with reality but the premise of anger the paradigm of anger is because i want it it will be i see that my i perceive in my distorted paradigm that my wants create the reality i want the food in the yeshiva to be tasty i want it you want it so what well i can't believe they're serving us this stuff this is ridiculous why because i want it not to be this way oh i forgot you were god you can want you can want just because you want it but what one second the yeshiva is under severe financial restrictions and it's hard to buy caviar <laughs> when you can't pay the <laughs> milk suppliers it is it is tucker kosher caviar especially <laughs> so but i want it i want it i want it but your want is not reality buddy i want everyone in my share only to ever ask pertinent questions uh, how do you find pertinent <laughs> something that i have an interest in oh really and if you don't have an interest well then it's not pertinent uh-huh so that kind of aggrandizement of self until <laughs> one perceives himself tucker as the boy Olam, huh is ridiculous that's a voter zora it's that my will is of paramount importance and everything else is secondary to it that's a voter zora now given that introduction Let's think about the way we pray. This is how we pray. What do I want? <laughs> um, I want, depends on the person, depends on the stage of life. Let's talk about the Bochon Shiduchim. The Bochon Shiduchim syndrome. I want to get married to the most beautiful girl in the world with the most money and the best midas. And she'll be totally subservient to me. <laughs> so now there's a problem, Harry. You haven't met her yet. You haven't met her yet, and you're a frumi, so the chances of you meeting are relatively slim. So you say, Don't worry, I have a way out. I've got God at my service. So that's called a heartfelt prayer. Listen, yeah, Creator, this is what I want. Now you've got all the girls under your control. You bring her to me here now. <laughs> that's called. That's called prayer. And then, like the more kavan you have, shows. I'm going to force you to do this because I'm going to shockle so fast. It's going to be shockling faster than the speed of light. I'm going to. I'm going to scrounge up my face into such a contorted wreck of the human countenance that no one will recognize me. I'm going to make the most scary sounds of contorted intestines until you hear my prayers you hear that creator you hear that so in that hierarchy tell me who's the Odoin and who's the Ebed who's the master and who's the slave who's in the control seat and who's the controlled well I'd venture to say if a person prays like that he's actually using God as his servant and ironically prayer is called Avoida which means service Miloshan from the language of Ebed which means service so prayer is the opposite. Prayer is a way of me allowing Hashem's will to dominate my life. So they say, but Rabbi, does it mean I can't govern for anything? But Rabbi, I've got so many things I need. I've got such a good creator. He can give me everything I need. That's what I wanted when I became from. I wanted everything I wanted. And now I've got God. He can help me. Oh, Rabbi, what are you telling me? <laughs> so you thought you were broken by Gemara. You thought you were broken when they stopped serving each other.
of an edible nature. You thought you were broken when they took the girls out of the Shabbos table. <laughs> you thought you were broken when they said, no more Rabbi Tetz, it's Gemara for you. <laughs> and you managed to co- overcome the trauma until they told you. And the one thing you th- still thought you had, which is prayer, has now been taken away from you. You can't command God to do anything. That's so, oh, that's that. You know, America, that sucks. <laughs> I want to be in charge. I want what I want. Uh-huh. So does that mean you can't dumbing for anything? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. No, does it make sense? Absolutely. So stop dumbing for things. But the can't make sense. Why? Because I don't want it to. <laughs> wow, what a great way of logical argument. I don't want it to. And why don't you want to? Because it doesn't suit me, Rabbi. Uh-huh. So truth is based on what suits you. Yes, Rabbi. Rabbi, I care with the times. No one's interested in truth anymore. It's about what, what makes me feel good. And what if truth doesn't make you feel good? Well, then it's not important. Oh, hmm. A whole new development in the theory of reality. <laughs> so what's Pshat? What's Tfilah? So what's Tfilah, Taka? But you see, it does seem, no? Does seem that Philly is Bakosha request. So what are you requesting? What are you requesting? You they were davening for a child. They were for a child. So in that case, uh, they wanted a child. They wanted a child. Or it's like no different from a shidduch. And people, you know, people married and they want children. Dumb children. So what's the difference? You hear? Yeah, the problem. So again, what we're coming to do is really to answer another ka- another kasha. The other kasha was we said, why is the level of the person being Yitzchak or Rivka relevant to the acceptance of prayer surely that should have no bearing on the way their prayers are accepted should be de- dependent on sincerity so we segued into discussing Avodah Zorah which then gave us an insight into what proper prayer should be which is prayer means that I actually have to subjugate my will to that of my creator which is very true when you read the Shemona Esrei and now all of a sudden you realize why you never enjoyed the Shemona Esrei <laughs> because it doesn't speak about me so what happens is the part that you can contort to speak only about you, you succeed and that's called the exciting part of the Shemona Yisrael and everything else is the boring part so the first three brochas, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying first three brochas, you'll say them because you have to it gets to Atah Choyne and Adam Das where you have to request knowledge and then you know you want to understand the Tosis, all of a sudden passion Kavona but of course the Gersi is slightly different in your own mind when you say Choneinu you don't mean please give us, you mean please give me Give me in the specific issue. You block, and then when it comes to, then there's like a, the chuva depends on your mood. Um, <laughs> chuva gula, everyone needs a good gula every now and then. That's kashmak. Rafaenu, oh my gosh, burst the heavens and borachaleinu, especially when you're pushing shiva bracha, who could be making big bucks in downtown Manhattan and spending his life doing something meaningful, and now all he's doing is wasting his time getting eternity. So, <laughs> but he has white shirt. So, so then you. Yeah, and after Baruch Aleinu, there's this huge dip. And all of a sudden, do I really care about Sanhedrin? Kibbutz Kaluyos, the Malshinim. Maybe Shanim, depending on how I feel about Israel's neighbors. Uh, and then Tzadikim, Yushalayim, don't bore me. Tzemach David, are you joking? All of a sudden, then we have a bit of a, we have a bit of an app. Shmakolainu, ah, Shmakolainu, then I can bring myself back into it. Ah, Shmakolainu, the hit paragraph, especially the part with personal prayers. All of a sudden, prayer becomes meaningful. And then Ritzay, you give me a break. Moedim is a bit 
nice because you get to stretch your back. And fine, you say, Shalom, Shalom. <laughs> so now you understand because we're going to pray looking for ourselves, what we want. So therefore, prayer comes back and says, It's not about what you want, it's all about what the Creator wants. Well, I'm not interested in what He wants. So what I do, dive in fast. <laughs> Go to a quicker minion. <laughs> why don't we just like, why don't we like, confront ourselves and say, listen, if you're not interested in the davening, just stop davening. Ah, you can't do that. Why not? Because I'm from. Hmm, one second, just examine that. <laughs> when you say from, what exactly do you mean? Um, I mean that I do everything that everyone else is doing because I feel bad if I don't. Oh, wow, that's deep and meaningful. You must have a fantastic relationship with your creator. Creator? Did I mention the creator? No, no, I'm, I'm observant. What does it mean? It means I keep the rules. Which rules? You know, the rules that it says in Shulchan Aruch. And what about the Creator? It doesn't say that anywhere in Shulchan Aruch. Where does it say anything about the Creator in Shulchan Aruch? You're joking, it doesn't. The first halacha? Oh, no, the first halacha was Musa, I skipped it. What's the first halacha? The first halacha is Shivisi Hashem Nanegdi Somit. Hashem should be constantly in front of you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I thought that was for Hasidim. I'm a Litvak. <laughs> I'm a little like I focus on halachic observance. Oh, okay. So, uh, hmm. why don't we just one day wake up and say, listen, if I can't do this properly, why am I bothering? I mean, who am I kidding? Why am I just perpetuating this lie day in and day out? Why don't we just wake up and say, listen, I don't believe in all these things. All I basically want out of this world is everything that I want. I don't care about anyone else or anything else. And just leave me alone. You know, I'll still wear the garb because I like the society. I'm into Shabbos and Shalant and, you know, I've done even mind a couple of mirrors. The tunes are Gishmak and I'm used to it. So I don't want to change, but I want it to be my Judaism according to me. And I like to do all the stuff to play the game. I'll play the game, but, but please, just don't make me do anything which, which takes me out of my comfort zone. And ironically, the entire Torah is designed for one thing and for one thing alone to remove you from your comfort zone that famous famous poem the famous poem it's a bit of a drone is about Torah and one's comfort zone for the only thing that we need to do and the only thing which stops us from becoming skewed is to focus our being, our very fiber, on making sure that we don't learn the Torah like viber. For above and beyond, one has to see that Torah is not about becoming me. Torah is vaster than the sea. Torah is deeper than both you and me. Torah stretches out from beyond the narrow confines of self. Torah is not a fantasy which features an elf. <laughs> Torah is bigger than the highest sky. Torah isn't about saying why everything has to belong to me. It has to be my. Torah is vast, it's great and complex. Torah is a type of thing which makes your brain muscles flex. Torah seeks to push you beyond the limits. Torah is more than drinking grape juice and syrups. <laughs> the poem goes on, I'm going to stop there. That's pretty good. So, the kids are just hung up. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> when you pray, you have to think about the following thing. Prayer is not about how I can get what I want. Prayer is about how I can take the deepest part of myself, which is my want, and align it to the want of the Creator. The true prayer is this incredible synergy between the divine vision and my own personal vision. And when those two fuse as one, prayer evolves from them. Prayer is intuiting the will of the Creator and expressing it in a verbal way. Prayer is I look around and I see what would HaKadosh Baruch Hu want over here and I say, let it be! I look around at the world and I see the destruction and the havoc. I see the disintegrating family. I say, please, Rebbein Shalom, Takai B'Shoifar Godel, blow that mighty shofar and bring the people together again because that's what you want you want achtus you want the unity of the cloud you don't want to dispersion and period as people separate themselves emotionally spiritually and physical from one another you want this working together i'll give you an example of how community works it shocked me i was speaking to a friend of mine who's just come from south africa and one of the many minors of the community is the strong bond between people. There was a there was a there was a, a, a person that was diagnosed with a very serious condition. Not at all religious. And my friend was called to speak to him and they asked him what can they do? So he said, Well maybe we'll have a prayer gathering. To people who have don't go to Shul on your Shon and Yom Kippur, let's have a prayer gathering and we'll say something to him. They said, Great, we'll schedule it at a friend's house for Sunday afternoon. So when my friend got there, he's shocked because the entire road was lined and lined and lined with cars. And he brought one measy safer to him. He said there were over a hundred people there. People that had no connection to Jesus Christ. But the connection was so strong that if one was sick, so then you all feel that pain. He needed blood. O positive. Difficult, rare blood type. So they sent out a message, a BBM, to ask for this blood. The the wife of my friend. Then she received the BBM saying, please can she send out another one to tell people to stop offering because they've already have five hundred offers. Let's call the community. Now when you see that, you see that's what Kalisol is. And then you see the period and this dispersion and the fracturing and you go, and it becomes meaningful. But you have to relate to the idea. The degree to which in the world of Hashem and you connect to the Ratzon of Hashem is the degree to which you can offer a tefillah. And that tefillah, there's no limit to the way you can grow in tefillah. And when a person comes to Yeshiva and you're davening one way, just as you grow in your comprehension of Gemara, you should be growing simultaneously. And not only in Yeshiva, in life. Every year you should look back and you can say, my Shemona Yisrael, my tefillah, my connection, the way I express my prayers, my personal prayers, my Yisboidus, whenever I daven, it's not it's incomparable to the way it was a year ago I've advanced now I understand the will of the Creator better my poetry my expression has improved my connection in Imuna has been lifted up and the person has to prayer is intuiting the deepest will of the Creator and then expressing it if so we can understand the difference and the distinction between Rivka and Yitzchak Rivka had the advantage that the Baal Shiva has that since he's turned off by the society he lives in there's a clarity in his choice his ability to distinguish between what he's chosen and what is not the way he'd like to choose 
is very clear cut which at the same time is a hard wrenching process but in another way it's extremely easy because there's no subtlety needed that is clearly wrong and this is clearly right and therefore to see the Ratzon Hashem is not that hard it's visible it's comprehensible it's Chidush Chidush is always exciting what's difficult is when you look back on what you already know and you find a new level a new dimension of complexity a new level of a subtlety of where the will of the creator exists beneath the surface that's much more complex that's a greatness in a person that can even in the world where everything seems to be running according to the Ratzon Hashem find a new level of exposing the Ratzon Hashem that was Yitzchak Avinu so Yitzchok Avinu, in that capacity, he had an advantage over Rivka because of his upbringing. He had a more sophisticated capacity to access the deeper inner rotten of the world. And hence, when they daven for a child, which of course they weren't davening for a child, they were davening for a continuation of Klal Yisrael. So Yitzchok Avinu had an advantage in that, that he is able to intuit the rotten Hashem on a more sophisticated level, and hence his prayers took priority in the acceptance to those of Rivka. And therefore, that has many implications for us in terms of the way we pray and also in the terms of the way we find the new in the old. Every single day, you should be doing the same things you did yesterday with a difference, with a new subtlety in intuiting a deeper Ratzon Hashem. If you do that, so life remains, remains vibrant, it remains dynamic. The minute your actions become repetitive, you've already begun the process of stagnation and spiritual demise. My dear friends, those of you who are still awake, sorry, the one who's still awake, I call on you to seek ever more deeper and more sophisticated levels of connecting to your Creator in the study of His Torah, in the perception of self, and in the power of prayer and in doing so you will begin an ascendance in a never-ending ladder to spiritual heights Amen